Hello, this is again your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Drinking, Gambling, and Sexing Responsibly. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode one of six. So today is October 31st, 2022. I wrote this message January 24th, 2022. It's the last of 90 messages. It's my first phase. So I'm almost done. Why I waited so long to get to this one? Not really sure. I tried to go in the order that I think God would have gone. But I'm not sure that that even matters, as long as I get all the messages out there. So today, January 24, 2022, I expected to continue the work on my very long message titled, Church Purpose. I suspect I will have to turn it into a mini-series so that you don't have to spend an entire week in your seats. By the way, I did finish that message, and it was 28 sections. You can listen to it on my podcast or YouTube channel. So, but as typical of some weekends, I get the idea for another message. So in believing that it is God, I work on it and get to the other one later. Anyways, this happens about one in every five messages. And why, you might be asking, am I sharing this with you? I think that it is important to be where God is at the time. And sometimes he shifts course on you to see if you will follow or do your own thing. Rerouting, rerouting. Have a look-see. John 17, 24. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you have loved me before the foundations of the world. Now before I continue reading these scriptures, here's some questions you can ask yourself. Is Jesus in the church that you're at right now? I mean, he prayed that you would be where he is. That is for you. And in Corinthians, it says that it's to God's good pleasure to place you in a body. Are you in the right church? Are you activated? Are you being made a disciple? Are these elements missing from your life because you're not at the right address? The right church address, that is. You can tell a lot by a person in the fruit that they bear based on whether or not they're asking Jesus to follow them or if they're following Jesus. There is a difference. Anyways, John 14:20. At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. John 15:2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. If you're not bearing any fruit in the Lord, you will be taken away. It says so right there. He takes away. That is, the Father will take it away. You will not be plugged into Jesus. That's not a good thing. You can't take a blind works resume to heaven and expect good results. Sorry, I'm not trying to be hard. I just don't want you to show up empty-handed. So if you wonder why perhaps you are not reproducing what Jesus reproduced, perhaps it is because you do not fully understand just how connected you are to him. If he is doing something, then you should be doing the same thing. You are one with the one. How can it be any other way? So now before I go on, I am sure I need to address the elephant in the room. You know, the sexting word in this message title. Well, in this message, it's not what you might be thinking, although I do not really know what you are thinking, but simply rattling my knees forward in the hopes that the quiet clicks will manifest into the podcast preacher passion for this message. I know that many people who go gold mining seek for treasure, 
walk right over gold nuggets passing them by. And you know why? Because they kept walking. So I say stop and here scan the enemy battlefield so that you can be more strategic in your ministry than you already are. And I am assuming you are. So I was watching football and began to notice how many drinking commercials there were. This is probably not a surprise to you. But what caught my attention was another unrelated but related commercial, which opened up with a tagline indicating that the man walking down one of the infamous tunnels that the team travels down to enter onto the field, a retired football coach. He began drawing on a whiteboard and made three points about gambling. One of the points stood out. He stated something to the effect, gamble responsibly. Now this isn't the first time a commercial has piqued my interest and made me think perhaps I'm nothing more than a dumb elephant as I sat there eating another handful of my spicy peanuts. I wondered if that is why they said such and such in that commercial, because they think that I'm a dumb elephant. Now because of the way my mind works, I began to flash through my mental commercial Rolodex and found that other industries also say the same thing, sometimes not verbatim, but they do throw the dog a bone so that you are not focusing on the killer product, but you are focusing on the fruit of the sleight of hand. Guzzle-mongering responsibility. Drink responsibly, right? So now before the hordes come rushing out, as if we were in yet another of the Lord of the Rings sequel, I do not think this commercialism or messaging is totally bad. After all, we need to be reminded of how stupid we can be, right? And these companies make good parents, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't have our kids planted in front of the TVs for so long. So, but what we should be asking ourselves is if these commercials actually work. And no, they don't make good parents. Well, if you ask the industry, they might say that the fact that the commercial exists is proof enough that it works. And it shows that we really care. And you know that they can throw out a sea of statistics that prove they make good parents. In my off-center mind, I think, context coming that it would be like a gang of bad guys shooting innocent people, taking all of their stuff, but then burying them so as to be proper. Would the police let them off the hook because in the end they did something proper? Nope. If they didn't kill people for stuff, that would be the most properest thing they could do. So what like if the drug dealers would begin to open up clinics for the addicted and run commercials about using their products responsibly, we might see the irony. Did we not take a step in the right direction by giving users needles, you know, so that they don't die of AIDS? Now, the fact that they might die of an overdose, well, that's irrelevant. Can't you see we tried? How about the gangs holding gun safety courses to reduce the unintentional murder rate? What if a prostitution ring opened up a psych hospital and clinics to deal with the trauma of the industry? Perhaps an abortion clinic to handle any accidents? Why, we may just think it all good and very well, right? In many cases, we actually do. We accept the sleight of hand because we should have the freedom to make our own decisions about life, right? The problem is a duality. On the one hand, the problem caused by the irresponsible use of the product being sold costs the tribe more than the profits they make. Okay, see here for a minute. This is a well-known strategy often ignored, though it is in plain sight. It happens in your face, and like a ghost, if it's not in my neighborhood, let Casper be. So I sell a product known to incite the body to addictive behavior, but blame the user for a lack of self-control, something we all lack in one or more areas of our lives, and then cite a law in my defense, or the Declaration of Independence, or capitalism, 
or whatever rehearsed line that has a thousand times run through my thoughts, so that I can be personally justified. So I make my profits, which increase because now I have a captive audience that openly markets my product to other irresponsible like-minded peeps. So for the sake of arguments and the fact that I don't want to pull out the fact checker statistics, let's say I now make $15 million a year. But so now here comes the side effects of the use of my product. And oh, but wait, when I consume too much of the product, I feel like eating buildings somewhat imitating Godzilla. But not so fast. You see, I need to get away after eating those buildings, so I will get behind the wheel of a car and speed away. So now I'm speeding and my car is speeding. All of these things and so much more happen because I consumed your product or my product. We could look at some real examples and see. I believe that alcohol, something I have indulged in, in different seasons of my building eating life, creates societal problems that cost far and away, over and above, exceedingly, enormously, and incrementally more than the profits that the making, shipping, and selling generate. Now, I suspect if the companies that sold the product were also responsible for its effect on society, well, I don't know that that could ever happen. So to reiterate, I'm not attacking anyone who sells the stuff, not attacking any of the industry that makes this stuff, not attacking anyone who consumes this stuff, responsibly or irresponsibly. Nope, and you know why? Because even if we stopped making it, even if it never existed, we would still have planetarium problems galore, and all the peeps in the alcohol business breathe a sigh of relief. You see, the root isn't the addiction or the stuff that leads to the addiction, it's sin and the absence of God in our lives. So then there's the law. The legal seagulls believe that he is more righteous than the illegal beagle. Yet the alcohol has the same effect on its drinker. Someone forgot to tell the alcohol to behave differently when coming from a legal position. Sounds funny and sarcastic because it is no more ridiculous than a cigarette company that sells cigarettes and also runs commercials about how bad their product is. They must believe you don't care. Are you the elephant too? It wouldn't surprise me if the cigarette company also owned the hospitals that specialize in dealing with smokers and lung cancer. But golly, we shouldn't waste an opportunity here. After all, our product is killing them. So why not also treat them on the back end of the years using our product as well? Besides, who knows the effects of our products better than us? Funny money. One of the things that concerns me about humans is the principle of money funneling. Money funneling looks like this, in my mind. So I make $15 million, but to solve the inevitable problems of the sale and consumption of my product, it will cost a large mass of people who pay taxes two, three, four times over and above my profit to deal with. Not fix, because there is no fix, but to deal with the societal woes that come with the existence of that product. It's best expressed this way. 70% of the wealth that exists in America is in the hands of just 10%. Now, for many of these peeps, it is earned and their labor is fairly compensated. But it should be noted that not all wealth is shown or statistically tracked. The porn industry is just one small example. But the wealth that is tracked shows a bleak enough picture, doesn't it? We know that the world does not work in the way that it is marketed. The hardest, most intelligent, upright, and walks in integrity do not necessarily end up compensated for their contribution to the system. How often do we read, see, hear, and listen to those who have a lot of money only to find that we hope our kids don't end up like them? Point. 
Ken, the point. So I guess if the world really believed, we could really all live in a utopian garden where no human issues could permeate, we would actually pull the weeds out by the root. Weed killers exist because we don't implement the weed root pull principle often enough. And it is far and away easier to spray the top of the plant than to wrestle with this lifeline. Well, that's it for today. I know, it's an odd place to stop, but it's not the first time it's happened. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from them. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom and if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.